everybody. Welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hutink, and my co-host, Christian Conway. Feeling pretty good with six. I'm excited for uh, to talk about all the joy that we've just experienced over the past two weeks. Yes. Finally, LA Galaxy back-to-back wins, and Chicharito is scoring goals the way that everybody hoped he would, and as his fans uh, would say, as much as they knew he would. Um, yeah, so we are episode six, season three, and it is so good to be uh, here and back with uh, with such, yeah, good news. Um, you know, I'm excited. I'm thrilled. Obviously, would never root against someone who's on our team. Um, and just that honest interview that Chicharito gave, and you can just, I mean, this was the culture. This was the the hope that, you know, that a Galaxy fan wanted. I mean, dare I say, oh, so it was the coach that was the problem? <laughs> well, also, I mean, you you listen to that interview he gives after the Miami win. And I mean, th- there's post-match interviews and then there's post-match interviews, right? Like, that post-match interview was one of the most just uh, candid, emotional honest responses to what I think we all can agree was a horribly disappointing season last year. And I think, you know, it's easy to, to couch this in Shiloto and, and whatever have you. And, and we'll definitely get into the kind of the myriad changes we've seen over the, over the past um, 180 minutes. Uh, but I just think, you know, as I said before the, the Miami game, I said, you know, just, he just needs a goal or two and then everything's going to start coming together. And, you know, yeah, let's. I, I guess we should start delving into the Miami match. I mean, if you look at that first half against mm-hmm. Miami, I mean, it was, it was the four-two-three-one. It was a little bit plodding. I mean, I, I thought they looked slow. I, again, probably a little unsure of themselves. Um, was Gonzalo Higuain onside for the, the the goal they gave up right at halftime? I don't know if he was. I think that's a very open question. But then, you know, again, who on the bingo card would have had you know? Oh. All you've got to do is bring in Ethan Zubak and just pair him up top with Chicharito, and everything just changes. Like, and 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 I think the player that kind of gets underrated in this whole entire conversation is Victor Vasquez, right? Because Victor Vasquez, I think all of us kind of looked at that signing and said, well, if it works for you know him being a second half creator that you're facing a, a locked tight defense, or you know you need a goal and you need someone that's going to be a little bit of a more creative presence out there, well, yeah, it's pretty good to bring off the bench. But if you look at the past 180 minutes, I mean you can make a very strong argument that Victor Vasquez has kind of been the best player the Galaxy have had. I mean, you look at the the ball he springs in for, I believe it was Chicharito's second uh, in Miami. I mean, it's it's a brilliant pass. I mean, all you, you know, you, you watch the 90 minutes against, um, against, uh, against the Red Bulls. And I know I'm conflating my timelines here a little bit, but, and we'll, we'll definitely try to separate them now here. Um, hmm. But the Galaxy just look better or looked a lot better. And especially this was the case in Miami. When Greg Vanny just decided to let Victor Vasquez go find the game. And I mean, you look at a lot of the movement that makes the Galaxy great in that second half. It's all because Victor Vasquez is kind of quarterbacking the attack. And, you know, I mean, the, 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 the two finishes that Chicharito has in that game against Miami are just typical Chicharito goals, right? Like they're goals yeah. where, you know, it seems the play is dead or it seems like the chance is gone. And Chicharito just has the superior positioning ability and just taps one in. I mean, you know, he didn't need, he doesn't need to be fancy. He just needs to put the ball in the back of the net. And it was those half chances that killed the Galaxy in 2020. They never had a guy that could just, you know, put the ball in the back of the net because, you know, they had another attacking issue. Now, I think they did play a bit of a defense that had a bit of a shocker on the day. I think 
the, the, the main culprit of a lot of that for Miami, Leandro uh, Gonzalez-Perez, who I think most Miami fans, when they signed him, thought they had got a, you know, an MLS Cup winner that was a rock in that Atlanta United team that was, you know, maybe one of the best teams in MLS history. I think that's an open conversation for a different day. And he hasn't really lived up to expectation. Age could be a consideration there. Also, I, Phil Neville is definitely an open conversation there. I mean, he waited for forever to make any kind of changes. And by then it was a little too late. Um, but I think, you know, that first game, that was the galaxy that just weathered the storm for 60 minutes. And then all of a sudden realized, you know, we're not the second best team here. You know, like we can get something out of this. And I mean, they, they did exactly that. I mean, they, they looked industrious. I mean, Chicharito's first goal. I mean, the movement from the team on that goal is, is what really sells it for me that the one touch passing. And I think, they have a tendency to be a team that looks to break on the counter, but that 60-second minute goal, if they are ever in the ascendancy and they have to be on the front foot, I think they're going to look fine. Um, and, and, and what a finish from Sasha Kleston in, in the 81st. I oh, mean, gosh, yeah. That had everyone fooled. So, look, I don't want to in any way, uh, you know, bring people down um, from the, you know, from the winds. Like, enjoy it. This is the beauty of MLS. Anything can happen. I'm so glad to have LA Galaxy winning again. I mean, but you, you know, there's a part of you that that you just can't help. So like, the the Inter Miami game. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of factors, right? There's always like, okay, they're away and they're playing in Florida, and um, you know, they're they're still getting fit and and things like this. But um, you know, it's it's interesting to me that both games are three two, and and I. I mean, I don't know much about Miami just because like that was our first time playing them. Um, but the Red Bulls, the Red Bulls are not doing well. And I have to say that, you know, um, some of the some of the goalkeeping in that Miami game, I mean, that that had to be questionable. I mean, like I'm glad that the Galaxy were able to get it uh, behind the net. And at the end of the day, that is all that matters. But, you know, I mean, look. You know, not long ago, we were talking about how crappy the defense was for the Galaxy. So, you know, you just can't help but see that, like, the Galaxy did concede two goals. And sure, there's always going to be um, bad ref calls, right? I mean, this is MLS. This is what... It wouldn't be a Galaxy game without one, <laughs> honestly. Um, so there's just there's just few concerning factors that I have that, you know, um, it doesn't have to be pretty soccer like we've been talking about. You know, as long as, long as they get, get the win... Uh, we're satisfied, but there are just some concerning things. Like um, Araujo didn't have a great game uh, against the Red Bulls. Um, yeah, and then and then the goalkeeping on the other side. You know, it would literally look like Miami's keeper. I don't know, was just caught sleeping, or he was just stuck right there. I don't really know what happened. I mean, I'm glad that the goals went in, but <laughs> well, you have to wonder though if a better think, goalkeeper is in the net. Well, I think in, in in terms of the Miami game, I think you saw kind of the one problem that Miami that Miami was having in terms of the defense, which was that when when um, Zubac started running into the center and started playing tight to Chicharito, the Miami defense really just didn't know what to do because there was two runners coming into the box and they just both center backs were like, well, where do we go? Like, uh, who do we mm. pick? And that's why Chich- like that's why I think Chicharito's positioning brilliance is what wins the day is because Chicharito mm-hmm. immediately senses there's chum in the water. And he knows how, you know, he's the shark that knows how to attack, right? Like, mm-hmm. he, he gets it. Now, I think in terms of the tools conceded, I think O'Neill Fisher had a really rough day at the office in Miami. Um, I, I don't know 
why he was chosen in favor of Julian Araujo. Now, that might have been some injury concern or something like that. We don't really know exactly why. Yeah, we're not sure. We're not the coach. <laughs> um, maybe he wanted a guy that was a little bit more, you know, seasoned in, in the first game of the season, you know, away. A guy that kind of understands Miami and, and, and knows, you know, kind of the players around it. Um, I, I think, you know, I don't think Gonzalo Higuain is onside on that run to feed um, to feed Robinson. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's the case. But, you know, it, it's one of those one of those 50-50 offside calls that, you know, 50 percent of the time it goes to VAR and 50 percent of the time it doesn't. You know, and it's just one of those moments. Now, on the second goal, that's a foul. Um, I mean, Viafania probably has to know better. I think it's probably maybe the one mea culpa moment he's had in the past 180 minutes. Um, mm. But, you know, away games are like this, where in, especially in MLS, where it's kind of just like, yeah, there's a lot to be gleaned, and maybe there's a lot of questions about the Galaxy defense, and, and, and Jonathan Bond was excellent in the Galaxy goal. I think there's no question about that. Yeah, absolutely. I think we can all agree that and, Bond is doing great. <laughs> in, in both games. Um, but, hey, I mean, like, at some point, the first week of the season, you're away to Miami. You know, this is a Miami team that, again, as we, we talked about, had had some questions. But, you know, this is this was kind of their first game ever all over again, if that makes sense. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, you know, the energy in the building kind of from from what I've seen in, in terms of you know, the fan videos that I've, I've kind of pulled up on Twitter and and seeing the highlights on YouTube kind of back again and, and having watched the match it did feel like the energy in that building was, you know, all right, we're getting a second chance at that, at our first game in existence thing again. And that's a tough energy to play in front of. And that's a, you know, you're going there to spoil a party and yeah, that's difficult to do. And I think, you know, the galaxy did what they needed to do. I think, you know, obviously that first half, there was definitely some concerns and some problems, but you know, I mean, they got outshot something like 16 to 9 in this game. And I mean, the XG for... Uh, well, that, that is what I noticed in the Red Bulls game, too. The Galaxy had half the shots the Red Bulls did. <laughs> but if if they're going in, like, what's, you know, what's the complaint? Oh, there, right? no, for sure. Oh, no, no complaint there. I mean, I mean, that's why, like, I don't know. You know, you're the stats guy. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at, if you look at, I mean, it was 19 shots, 8 on goal. So, I mean, uh, you know, 50% accuracy in terms of shots on goal. You know, that's, you know... I mean, it's good, but not great. You know, that indicates to me that they're not taking high percentage shots. They're just taking, you know, shots just to take shots. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the Galaxy six shots in this game against Miami, they have five on goal. I'd much rather have that kind of percentage because it means they're getting into smarter positions. They're getting into smarter, more high opportunity chances to then convert them and, and, and be successful. Now, I think, you know, the the amount of set pieces they conceded, obviously, were going to be a, a bit of a high number. I mean, six corners conceded for the Galaxy. Only, uh, the Galaxy only got three looks at a corner. Um, I don't think set pieces is necessarily the big focus of this Galaxy team. Um, I mean, the expected goals number, and again, I, I, I've long said, you know, I've long refined my position on expected goals because I think it's, it, it's, I think it's a stat that extrapolates better over a set of games rather than just one individual game. But I mean, Miami, you know, underperformed expected goals in this. I mean, Miami, 2.6 expected goals. They only scored, scored two. LA with 1.4 expected goals. I think this is a game where this is why Chicharito matters. That you know, a 1.4 expected G indicates to me that the XG guys saw two chances that Chicharito finished that they didn't expect anyone to finish. That's the difference that Chicharito, when he's unleashed, makes. You know, like that's the difference that mm-hmm. you know you overperform that number. That's important. Um, so yeah, I think I think the Miami game was a bit of a smash and grab performance. I think that's, 
And I'm okay with that, especially in a league where it is so skewed towards home teams winning that it is so mm-hmm. built around the home team product always being consistent in order to bring fans back into the stadium. But I mean, the Galaxy dominated possession in this game. I mean, it's 66% to 39%, or uh, to 33%, excuse me. Um, and so I think, you know, there was, I think if you're going to take some overarching conversations, and as I've said before, I struggle to take overarching conversations until we've played about the fifth game of a season. Yeah. I'd say the Red Bulls game is probably more where you can start finding your answers than necessarily the Galaxy going into Miami, smashing and grabbing three points, and just kind of saying, thank you, we'll be on the plane tonight. Yeah, and especially since that's the first time that the Galaxy had faced Inter-Miami. Um, I mean, you know, you, you try to think of this as a, as a clean slate. Um, I think going into the game, knowing that the Red Bulls just didn't seem, you know, very good right now. <laughs> I don't have any really sophisticated words for that. Um, you know, but like that, that's why it, right now it is hard to assess. And I agree that, I mean, definitely this upcoming game against the Sounders, it, you know, Sounders always prove a challenge. It's always a, a physical game. And, you know, the Sounders, they, they, they beat down Minnesota and, and that, that scares me a bit for the Galaxy, um, but at the same time, they they drew against LAFC, and I kind of expected them to win just because LAFC seems to be a little bit um, damaged by by the Sounders. So I I wasn't expecting that to be a draw. And again, this is MLS; anything can happen, um, and we don't do predictions on this show. Um, you know, I mean, anything can happen. It, it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be really exciting. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. And I want to continue the winning streak. It would be amazing if the Galaxy could keep this going. And Chicharito, I mean, to get a brace in his first game um, of the season and then to, to score hat tricks, I mean, this just... I mean, sure, you want to, like, say, like, he's doing his job. This is exactly like you said. Like, this is what Chicharito does. This is how it works. This is what we were looking for. Um, it's so glad to see, you know, that this is this, this is working. Um, but, I I mean, in a way, I, I want the Sounders to give the Galaxy a run for their money. I really want to see, um, you know, Vanny's strategies. I, I want to see, you know. In fact, that's what my next thing was going to be is, like, well, you know, we just signed um, – help me, Seba. Uh, Sega Kulabali, Sega- uh, yes, thank you. The second French division. Um, he made 22 appearances already this season. Two goals, one yellow card. Um, started about 50% of the games that Nolsey played this year. I think that's probably skewed due to what I can only imagine to be a compressed schedule considering the the reality of, of trying to run a league in, 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 in the past you know year and a half. I, I, I do think this is... Obviously, he will not be available on, on Saturday due to... Or Saturday, Sunday, excuse me, Um, due to obviously protocols in terms of, you know, getting an international transfer certificate, P1 visas, and then also probably a required quarantine period, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it's kind of the same thing we're running into with with Kevin Cabral. Um, But I'm interested to see, I mean, he's, you know, they assigned two center backs, right? Like, you know, we haven't seen Derek Williams yet. So, like, this, you know, I think the team we saw against the Red Bulls, and I'd like to go back to kind of break that game down in depth. I think this, mm-hmm. the team we saw against the Red Bulls is probably not even close to what a starting 11 will look like for the Galaxy in See, three or four weeks' I, time. That's what I was wondering. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, I don't feel like this is going to be the Ross, like the starting 11. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. obviously, like, you I, know. I think, you know, maybe, and maybe, maybe Zubak's played himself into, into starting contention, but I doubt, you know, Zubak starts when Cabral is healthy. Like, I doubt that, you know, Depew 
or steroids start where Williams and but at the same thing, you know, you know, if it ain't broke, I mean, I'm not saying like like keep Zubac up there. I mean, you know, (laughs) I mean, I don't want to keep crapping on Zubac. Like Zubac starts obviously, yeah, he's obviously you know made. He's doing his job too. He's getting the balls that you choose. That's exactly what we wanted. I think also, I think, I think Chicharito, you know, if, if he could split the game ball in half, you know, for the past five goals, I think that belongs, that other half belongs to Ethan Zubak. I don't think, you know, we're talking about Chicharito scoring five goals, being one of only two MLS strikers in the history of the league to score five in their first two games without Ethan Zubak. And that's such a weird conversation to have, right? Because, I mean, remember the conversation we were having around Ethan Zubak last year? Like, it, you know, it looks like yeah. maybe, maybe he's found where he's comfortable, which is kind of coming off the wing and acting as that, as that kind of, I, I, I don't want to say foil to Chicharito. I don't know if that's necessarily the right word, but, you know, kind of acting as, 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 so, this, so, and I, I don't mean to compare them exactly because I think it's an imperfect comparison, but I think it kind of illustrates a point that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get at, which is that the reason that Jossie Zardes in the 2014 season was so good was because he had people pulling gravity for him. He had Robbie Keane, he had Landon Donovan, and they just pulled gravity for him. And so, you know, he would get these, you know, great looks in the box just simply because defenders would be in these kind of, well, who do I cover? You know, what do, what do I do? And it allowed for, for Josh's artists to make some very smart run, runs in, in the box and, and score a lot of goals. And I think, you know, with, with Grand Sierra and, and, and Chicharito and what, with what they're going to be able to do and, and to a, maybe to a greater extent, Kevin Cabral, even though, you know, I'm not exactly sure what we're going to get there. Um, and then Victor Vasquez with everything he's been doing, uh, just roving around the field, just paying long balls and, and being generally untouchable. I think Chicharito now, defenders now have to make decisions, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think the, in, when we played the four, the four two three one, I think defenders, it's very easy to set up against. And then it's very easy to isolate Chicharito on Chicharito Island and prevent him from, you know, being effective and making those smart runs that you saw in the game in, in both games and i think yeah that's actually what i was going to get at too is like well, when you have zubak feeding the same similar kind of situations like that becomes predictable and then the other teams can shut that down um well you talk about chicharito's first goal against against the red bulls i mean first off i mean it's a moment of of, of defensive brilliance from Biafani where he realizes the ball is turned over and he has to win the ball at all costs wins it off um i can't remember the attacker it might have been castrez uh but it might have been Kane clark and then immediately passes to Zubak. And Zubak understands that he's just got to drive into space. And, you know, his shot takes a deflection. But, you know, how many times last season would Zubak take that shot and it would go out for maybe a corner because it's deflection off the defender? But no, no one's watching Chicharito at the back post. And Chicharito just commits to the play. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the difference is that you're seeing those kind of moments. Now, I think there's definitely some, con- <laughs> as we said, there was concer- some concerns in the Miami game where yeah. too. I think conceding four over the past two games, I have a feeling today on the training field, they were, were conveniently reminded that that's not going to fly against a Seattle team that scores goals. Exactly. Far. But, you know, I think the big winner for me outside of Zubac and Chicharito is probably Adam Saldana. Um, this is a guy that I think when we signed him off Los Dos, I was... I was skeptical of just simply because I felt he probably needed another year. Um, I felt like we hadn't seen kind of yeah. the, the potential. And I mean, immediately in the in two pretty massive games for the Galaxy, I, you know, I, and I, I don't normally believe that, you know, a team walks into a new season and the first two games are incredibly critical games to win. But I think considering what happened in 2020 for the Galaxy and the expectation around Chicharito, around Greg Benny, around 
the insistence of hitting the ground running as fast as possible in order to kind of avoid the malaise that has plagued Galaxy teams since 2017. I don't think many other teams had the pressure the Galaxy had in the first two weeks of the season like the Galaxy had, right? Like, I mean, it was a different kind of expectation. And um, he's risen to the challenge. You know, I think the, the first goal they concede to Andrew Gutman um, on loan from Atlanta to the Red Bulls, um, you know, probably, you know, he could have done a little bit better, Saldana, in terms of getting or, or having recognition to understand that, you know, the ball was going to go out to Gutman in the middle of the box and he was sitting pretty deep or sitting pretty alone in, in the middle of the box and he had to close him down. But again, that's a mistake that a, a kid playing in his second MLS professional appearance, that's probably something he's going to make a mistake on. And I mean, Julian Araujo, again, you know, I, I was sitting uh, with my friend Ish in, uh, in B block or sitting, standing, I guess. Um, and Julian Araujo had a brilliant play in the first half to spring the ball into the attack for Grand Sierra. And I mean, and, I, and I, I turned to him and I said, you know, that's why he's probably going to be in Europe this summer. And then you watch the sequence of play that Julian Araujo gets completely cut out or caught out conceding the first goal. And I turned to him and said, that's probably why he's not going to be in Europe this summer. You know, like, uh, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what what I was thinking when I was wondering. I mean, straight up, I was reading on Twitter and, you know, that's that's, you know, the Galaxy community. I love them, but um, they are the harshest critics. Um, you know, Julian Araujo had a, had a bad game. And I mean, look, we're going to call them out when, when we have it. But that's the thing, though. OK, I'm loving the G2 development. I'm loving, you know, the academy. It's the whole thing that Dennis Tocose and overall, like, that's how you're going to grow um, this league. That said, though, I'm I'm also glad that that they're building depth. You know, in case Araujo is off doing you know his thing in the summer, we we have to have somebody who's going to be able to take that place. You know, um, and and let's say he's still with us in the summer. Well, if he's not doing so great, we got to be able to keep keep somebody. I mean, you don't want to crush his his spirits. I mean, that's the whole thing. That's that's the delicacy of of coaching, right? It's like making sure that. Um, yeah, they're they're also psychologically intact. That you're you're giving them a chance. You're not just like making them feel bad for 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 messing up, you know. Because if that was the case, then yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't be I think seeing. I mean, it has to do with Chicharito's self development as well, like what he's you know working on on himself. But um, but I definitely think that there that there's something too, you know. Um, obviously the the care that it is of okay, you know, we, we are able to support these players and then they're able to to give. Um, I mean, I know that for the longest time, like, Zubak was being given um, a ton of, uh, I'm trying to think of a non-curse word, <laughs> flack um, yeah. for 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 all his, uh, we try to keep it uh, kid-safe on this, uh, kid-friendly on this uh, pod. Um, Just wait until we get to the LEFC preview. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> um yeah and and so you know it's it's great to see Zubak making those runs playing playing just the way that you you hoped that he would and get those get those balls to to Chicharito I mean this is oh we're not speaking too soon but you know this is this is starting to look like it's gelling well I also think what's interesting about Greg Vanny versus Shaloto is that I think if you look at you know Shaloto's tenure 2019 to 2020 I think you 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 saw youth players get opportunities and they would make a young player mistake. And I think Julian Araujo's mistake on the first goal is, is just a young player mistake. He mm. loses momentary, you know, he, he almost looks confused that the ball is not, you know, six miles to Rosie and it's at his feet and it's at his heel and then he loses it. And then just Gutman, who has more experience, just realizes, okay, I have an opportunity. I'm going to slot this thing home. 
Um, and I think, you know, had this been Shiloto, then, you know, Julian Rojo is not playing next week, you know, it, because, mm. because it's a thing to be punished. I mean, it's, it's the whole entire, you know, the mysterious case of the disappearing Dunbar last season. Uh, still. <laughs> you know, it, it was just Dunbar, like, I think made one minor mistake in a game and we never saw him again. And, it, and it's, you know, I, I understand why they were giving Ethan Zubak chances. I mean, they didn't really have anyone else to slot in that role because Chicharito was, of course, dealing with, um, I believe it was a hamstring, but it might have been a calf. Uh, so they, it was a matter of choice, but, you know, I think that, you know, like a guy like Saldana, you know, when a team concedes two, you know, goals through the midfield, you know, maybe he doesn't get the start again under Shiloto, but Greg Danny to his, what made his tenure in, in, in Toronto, I think much more so than necessarily the cups he won was, you know, you look at a lot of the Canadian national team right now, it's, those were guys that were raised by Greg Vanny and just, he gave them opportunities in Toronto. And even if they made mistakes, you know, he said, you know, I believe in you next week, we'll go out there and you know, we'll, you'll get it right. Yep. And that's what I was getting at. Yes. That's a, that's a, a, a massive difference. And that's kind of, I guess what I'll get to in terms of a full point here, which is that everything just looks a little better. And I mean, you know, you saw the, the, um, the two post-game talks that, um, the, the galaxy released on, uh, on either Instagram or Twitter and just everyone in that locker room is just at, at like at his beck and call, you know, on the tip of his finger and, you know, and he's got the room completely, you know, entranced and believing in him. And I, you know, I think that's a, a huge difference around a team that, you know, for since 2017 just kind of looked like it was going through the motions. Like, you know, I don't know if galaxy teams from, you know, even 2019, that that successful season, you know, holding, you know, I just don't know if necessarily they find a way back into this game against the Red Bulls. I don't know necessarily if they find a way back into that game against Miami. It just, you know, they finally had someone step up and be a leader. And, you know, it's, it, thankfully it's the head coach. You know, that's a, this is a good, like, it, this is, this season's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows. Like, I know we're, we're, are right. basking the glow of <laughs> six points, Chicharito exactly. doing what we, we begged to do for years, you know, we're basking in the glow of, you know, being back in the stadium and, and what that was on Sunday and how incredible that was. I get that. And I, I, I I'm being a pragmatist here. It's not all going to be sunshine and rainbows. And especially in a first season with a new head coach that is trying to really change a culture of apathy and unaccountable or uh, lack of accountability and losing there. There's going to be some, some teething problems here, but we're starting to see kind of the cogs in the machine start to turn a little bit smoother, you know, and that's the critical thing out of these two games. Yeah. And we'll be able to, to say more, the more, the more we see uh, as well. Um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I mean, it, like we said, bask in it, like enjoy this uh, in no way, shape or form. Am I trying to like, you know, uh, rain on someone's parade, um, but at the same time, you know, I mean, that's what we do. That's what we have a podcast for is just to, to be sure that, you know, Hey, okay, this is really great. So the Sounders, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, yeah, this, this is the big pass out of the first, I mean, and, and again, you know, like we played a, a Red Bulls team that again is, is, is in a bit of chaos right now. And then yeah. a Miami team that, you know, Lord knows what they're going to be. But exactly. Then we, go, we go up to Seattle and then we play LAFC the next week. Like now, now it gets a little real. Yeah. Yeah. It is getting real. I mean, I'm still going to be honest. Like I'm, I'm not worried. Uh, you know, I'm jumping ahead, but I'm not worried about LAFC just because it, you know, knock on wood here. Um, you know, that, that is what it is. And I, I feel like that we've shut, 
LAFC down so many times. It doesn't matter if we lost that one game by six points or whatever. It's, you know, not six points, six um, goals, you know, uh, in the 2020 season. That was a COVID cup anyhow. And, you know, it's time it's time to start fresh. And, and um, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, can the Galaxy win four in a row if that's the case? Um, if, if I'm wanting them to tank against anybody, I mean, I guess it's the Sounders. But, you know, I don't I don't want this to just be a whole thing where it's like, oh, yeah, just beat LAFC, just care about LAFC. You know, it's like, no, I think that if if it's if the Galaxy can win four in a row, that would be great. Um, but also it'll be OK if they draw the Sounders because the Sounders, like I said, they pounded Minnesota. I mean, they came alive. They look like something else. I mean, you talk about Golasso's right. And you're just like, oh, um, they, I mean, they still got it like you know because you would think that these teams would have fatigue after their their championship win <laughs> I, mean, I mean seattle is it, it just is we we have to become comfortable with the concept that seattle is just a, a, an insane juggernaut that will always like that has ascended into the level that you know the galaxy have ascended into in terms of just that that conversation you know i, I think this is going to be an interesting game i think you know the galaxy running high in a lot of confidence i mean you know i didn't see a I didn't see a lot from Seattle in that draw to LAFC that made me feel, you know, that, that, that it's, you know, I think, I think the game against Minnesota, I honestly thought Minnesota was pretty dire in that game. I mean, even then, you know, they held on for about 70 minutes before it just all fell apart. I mean, Mm -hmm. the whole entire, you know, they, they, you know, they, they, they were decently good for their money for 70 minutes and Seattle did look frustrated until Coleman just absolutely started, you know, just got tired and they just overran him. Um, There's some concern that Nico Ladero will be back for this game, which is, you know, when Nico Lodero and, and Rodolfo Rudiaz are on the field together, yep. that's always a bit of a concern. Um, but, you know, I, I think the, the Galaxy have kind of proven at times, you know, I think if, if you watch the game against, against the Red Bulls, you know, they were, they were pretty good about coming off the counterattack and, and scoring. So I think, you know, maybe we'll see the Galaxy sit a little deeper in this game. I think maybe they're going to try and uh, convince... Yeah, conceding conceding goals is going to hurt them against Seattle. At this point, it would just have to be like defend, defend, defend. Just to stave them off as long as you can, and then and then obviously when there's chances to score, just take it. Yeah, um, I mean, just that, take the shots at that point. And, and I think if you saw the you know the second goal that that Tudor scores, the one that um, was initially called offside and then was was rightfully mm-hmm. you know, given, I think that's we're going to see a little bit more of that on on Sunday rather than necessarily any kind of super fluid ball movement through the center of midfield for the galaxy. I think, you know, they're going to be looking to spring Chicharito in terms of opportune moments over the top and hopefully catch the, uh, the Seattle defense sleeping. I doubt they're going to try and play this game on the front foot because I think it might be suicidal considering how well Seattle picks apart space. Um, but I think, yeah. It, and that's all that the Sounders would have to do. Actually. That's, that's the problem. And that was a problem in Miami, how the galaxy were getting stretched thin um, and how, how Miami was trying to pull them, uh, you know, spread them apart like that. Um, I think that that's, that definitely could, uh, yeah, the Sounders can, can do that to the Galaxy and then just, and then get, I'm not worried about this being like a high score. I don't think this will be another three, two, um, if anything, because we were able to see, um, that the Sounders play LAOC before this, like that kind of gives you a gauge of like, okay, so Minnesota, you know, whatever happened, they got pounded, um, but against LAFC, it's like, okay, that was a 1-1. I feel like the Galaxy are able to to manage this as long as they don't let the Sounders, I will, also, I will also say, I Sounder. Think, you know, I honestly think, you know, and, and, and I, I, I said this, you know, about I think maybe the best Galaxy player right now outside of Chicharito is Victor Vasquez. 
This could be one of those games where if they let Victor Vasquez kind of float around, they could really keep Seattle honest because Seattle is going to have to put someone on him in order to prevent him from just popping up into space and then pinging a long ball to Chicharito who's sitting, you know, in between the two defenders and, and, and splitting the center back. So I think, you know, maybe if, if, if they can get, I don't want to say run him as a distraction, but almost run him as a distraction um, in order to kind of convince the Seattle midfield to kind of spread a little bit, then maybe they'll start seeing that space that they can then um, attack through easily. No, I think this is going to be one of those games where maybe they go for O'Neill Fisher over Julian Araujo. Just simply because well, gonna... Fisher used to play for the Sounders way back when, so I mean he might be familiar. <laughs> and and Viafani Via knows this team through his time in Portland. Um, mm-hmm. I think just maybe a little bit more of a pragmatic choice at outside back in this game makes a little bit more sense. And that's not to say that you know Araujo. You know, it, honestly, I it wouldn't surprise me if that that side of the field goes Araujo O'Neill and they they do what they did against LAFC in, in 2020. You know, if, if I'm Greg Vanny, you know, and I want to follow Shaloto's greatest triumphs all of his greatest triumphs were where Araujo played as a defensive winger, you know, like, yeah, Araujo's getting a yellow in that game. I, I'm predicting that now. <laughs> yeah. This, this, <laughs> no this is the game where, this is the game where the, uh, the, the, the more aggressive side of, of Araujo pops out, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know, this is, this is going to be one of the first big tests of the Vanny era, which is that you're playing a very good team. That in fact, his face the Sounders when he coached Toronto. Yeah. yeah. And he, so he, and, he should know. Well, he outcoached them in, in, in both the most cup finals. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, he actually all three of most cup finals he, he, he played against them. I think he, <laughs> he had the better hand of it. Um, but he also had a better team, I think, than the Galaxy right now. As I pers- know. I know. As, Look, as, I, as I love the Galaxy, but, you know, it's, it's um, you know, you're not really, like you said, like it's, this isn't um, Giassi's artists and Landon Donovan well, and, you know, Gordo. Like. <laughs> yeah, first of five, um, they had someone on earlier today. I was watching some other stuff. Um, and someone made a very fair point and a very good point that this is far from the Galaxy's preferred starting 11, even in this season. You know, you talk about Derek Williams has to get healthy. They have to get, you know, uh, Sega Koulibaly and, and mm-hmm. get him all set up. They have, you know, Kevin Cabral. We really don't know what his status is in terms of, you know, visa, et cetera, you know, like this is, they're saving it all for the LAFC game. Let's be honest. No. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, legitimately just the timelines could, could add up in that way, but you know, th- this is not necessarily the galaxy starting 11. And so I think, you know, it, it maybe you can overlook conceding four and two games, just simply saying, well, this defense is going to be really different come, you know, like, you know, the, the June, July set of games rather than necessarily the April, May set of games. Um, but I, I do think, you know, I think they are very good for their money that they got six points out of the first two games. I think, you know, if they could get a draw in Seattle, then I, I'd feel very good about this team moving forward. But I, I think, you know, this is going to be the first big test of, of this team and how it's how it looks right now. And I think, you know, maybe this is going to be the first game where we kind of start to understand where the, the cracks in this Galaxy team lie. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's something to look forward to though. I mean, you know, you, the galaxy are glowing themselves. Chicharito's on fire right now. Um, so I, I think they're, they're going to be really ready uh, for the Sounders, um, especially, especially with Vanny as a coach. I mean, um, if it's not a draw, it's definitely a win. Um, I don't, I don't see the galaxy losing this one um, just because, just because yeah, like everybody that you said that they have uh, right now, whether that's, you know, the roster or not. Um, but, but I think that we're able to, to trust, to trust this team to, to take that on. Um, I did want to ask you, and that's what I meant to ask you before we started uh, predicting. Yeah, you were, I had major FOMO. I'm not going to lie. Like, 
I was like, I'm not ready to go to the stadium. I'm not fully vaccinated and, you know, this and that. And then, but then once I saw all the video of the post and I was like, oh, I missed, I missed something big, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. So how, how was it there? Um, I know it's 25% capacity, but how did it sound? How did it feel? Um, other than obviously amazing to be back. Um, you know, just, uh, yeah. What, what were your expectations going in there? You know, I, I, I honestly didn't have many. Um, and, mm. and I think, and that's not to say that, um, you know, I, 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 I just didn't know what to expect. You know, I had, I didn't know kind of how it would all sound, how it would all work. And then, you know, I was blown away. I mean, it was, it was, it was one of those energies that I think can only be generated by friends and family that haven't seen each other in a long time, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. But that joy and that it, it was, it was joyous. You know, I honestly, I think the guys could have lost and, and it would have still, everyone would have felt, you know, some level of joy just, seeing everyone and checking in with people that you hadn't seen in, you know, 414 days or however long it's been. I know. And, and, and like, they're not really allowing tailgating, right? I mean, they say they're not allowing it. Okay. 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 Well, don't say anything incriminating. I just, uh, I'm, yeah. moving on. Um, okay. okay. Keep going. No on. Um, but no, it was, it was, um, I mean, it was an incredible experience and, um, it was, it was loud. It was, everyone was on their A game. I mean, it was, it was, it was an incredible experience. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and then V-Block, <laughs> you got to be in V-Block. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, wow. Um, that is... Yeah, tell us is, more. That is the culmination of years of work, and it, and, and it, it, is, it is worth... It was, it was worth every year of the wait. Um, it was absolutely incredible. I mean, um, the energy, you know, even for, you know, being probably, you know, a quarter of what it, can, what it will be when, when everything kind of finally, quote-unquote, returns to normal. Um, I mean, it was... I, it was incredibly special, and I think um, you know it can it can only improve from here, right? Like it can only get better oh, and better oh, as yeah. as more and more people are allowed in the stadiums, and as more and more people you know get vaccinated, and and we can we can gather again. Um, you know, it, it can only it can only increase in energy. But I mean, if that was you know kind of a quarter of capacity, and what was interesting it was the energy wasn't necessarily just limited to V block. I mean, you could feel it, you know, because I always whenever I go to a game, I always make sure I do a lap of the stadium, just you know. 10, 15 minutes before kickoff just to kind of feel the energy in the building that night or that day, depending on, you know, whatever time it kicks off. And I mean, just everywhere you walked by, the energy was, was something else, you know, it, it was, mm. it, it was, people were, you know, you know, you walked by even like the kind of the, the posture sections and they were, the energy even there was, was good. So I think, you know, it, it was, it was a very special energy and it was a very a special day and, and you know, and a, a fantastic, uh, Galaxy performance debut. Um, that is incredible. Did they do the cross stadium chant? Uh, yes, we did. Oh, um, I did. Okay. I don't know what Yeah. So it was. It was. Yeah. I mean, it, the energy was 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 fantastic. So other than the twenty five percent capacity, it felt like it felt like any other home game um, opener. Yeah, I mean, I mean, some of the concession stands were closed. They don't do draft mm. beer because apparently it's a high touch surface or something like that. Oh, but outside, okay. Yeah, but outside of that, I mean, it was like that's interesting because restaurants do draft beer. I, I, I guess, but it's sure, different. I, I don't. Okay. I, I'm not on a health public health. Oh, uh, yeah, that's fine. That's, <laughs> I don't. I don't get paid. <laughs> I was just thinking out loud. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think you know, it was just, it was, it was generally a. Uh, I mean, it was. You know, it, obviously there was, there was, it, it did feel, you know, kind of a little different just simply because of, of the time we were in and, and whatever have you. But, um, 
outside of that, I mean, it was, I, it, it, it felt like coming home and it was in a, in a very uh, emotionally moving way. Wow. That's, I'm so glad that you were able to go, but I'm sorry that I missed it. And thank you for posting, um, you know, those awesome videos. Um, yeah, I was going to say, if people don't follow you already on, on Instagram, <laughs> um, you give them your handle. Yeah, I'm at uh, transpants121. So I'm... Oh, that's that's Twitter, but the, your Instagram? Oh, are you uh, are you giving that out? Yeah, uh, cconway12 on Instagram. Okay. Okay, I wasn't sure if... I know it's a personal account. Um, <laughs> yeah, to just be able... Just, just, just to, to know that, you know, things things are getting back... Um, I think also, you know, I think also what contributed to the atmosphere too is, was, mm -hmm. was the, was the Chicharito hat trick that I think, you know, that's what I was going to ask, like how off the wall was everyone? That first goal, it was, it, everyone was a little unhinged. I mean, it, okay. was, it was wild. And then as it, and then I was, as it was going, I mean, I can't even imagine the, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was such a high energy excitement. I mean, yeah. Incredible. Awesome. What, what would you, uh, tell galaxy fans? that want to go to a game? Um, I'd say if you can get a ticket, go wear a mask and, uh, and, and enjoy what, what we currently have. Um, considering, I mean, I can't believe, you know, we, we, we've started the season as well. So, um, yeah, you know, I, you're, I, I, I mean, it was easy for you to get tickets. Uh, I had, I had a friend that, um, had a, a, a friend bail on him. So I gotcha. was I guess, next in line. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was it was an incredible, uh, incredible atmosphere and and an incredible energy, and it it was it was special. Okay, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I I was just wondering because I mean, is, is it just season ticket members that they're allowing in? Um, I mean, I saw people. There, there was definitely um, people. I mean, selling. obviously, people resell the tickets for ridiculous prices, but yeah, you know, I think I think there are some. I, I think they're selling through or through ticket packages as well to General Pop. Um, mm. So. I think, you know, just keep your eye out on that. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I think, you know, there's, there's, they do definitely have um, uh, tickets available. If you, you know, if you scour the internet, you can definitely find, okay. um, definitely find tickets. So, um, so they're not doing like how they used to do, like if you belong to a group like ACB where you can get tickets through them or. Uh, no, because everything is like in these pods, you know, that's what like, I thought. Yeah, okay. So they, they're selling like. You know, like Victoria Block is not like general admission. It's like now it's set by rows and seats for, for gotcha. the time being at this point. Okay. Well, that's totally doable. Um, I mean, it actually sounds like you had a really awesome experience. Um, my, so now my I'm voice, considering June, July. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my, my voice still hasn't recovered. It was, it was, it was a long <laughs> 414 days since I last did that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. I, like I said, FOMO, that's the only way I can. <laughs> you know, um, to, to put that, but yeah, thank you so much, uh, Christian. Thank you so much listeners. Um, anything else? Did we cover everything for now? I think, I think we got most of everything. We will, yeah. be we will be back next week with more, uh, fun and games. Yeah. We'll definitely have more to say and preview that LAFC game. Won't we? Oh yeah. That's going to be a fun preview. <laughs> that really will. All right. Thank you. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and you know, rate us on Apple Podcasts. And thank you so much. Later.